The Pet Milk Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. First Evaporated Milk, Pet Milk, presents Fibber McGee and Molly with Bill Thompson, Gail Gordon, Arthur Q. Bryan, Dick Legrand, and me, Harlow Wilcox. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Keith Fowler and directed by Max Hutto with music by the Kingsman and Billy Mills Orchestra. Some foods just naturally go together, like bread and butter, ham and eggs, and coffee and pet milk. Lots and lots of folks who used to take cream in their coffee now use pet evaporated milk. Not just because pet milk costs so much less, but because it makes coffee taste so good. Gives coffee the creamy color and mellow, satisfying flavor that coffee drinkers love. Let me tell you why pet milk is so ripe for coffee. The pet milk people take good, sweet country milk and remove more than half the water by evaporation. The result is a concentrated milk, which makes coffee taste better. And think of it, for the same amount of money you'd spend for coffee cream, you get more than twice. So, for extra enjoyment, for extra economy, in your coffee, use pet brand evaporated milk. Get several cans at your grocer's tomorrow. Tomorrow will be the opening day of Wistful Vista's annual Potted Plant and Pet Show. In the potted plant division will be rare begonias, gorgeous lilies, exotic orchids, and a small, tired geranium. <laughs> Entered by Mr. McGee of Bibber McGee and Molly. And that's it right there in the corner of the flower bed, Molly. My own little hand-raised salmon-colored geranium. Look at it. Ain't it a beauty? That poor little wilted-looking chewed-up thing, sticking up there through the crabgrass. That's it. That's the little geranium that's going to cop top prize tomorrow. Oh, you happy optimist. <laughs> you betcha. I've planted plenty of plants in my day, but I can say one thing about that plant that I never could say about any other plant I ever planted. What's that? It lived. <laughs> yes, if that's the geranium's idea of living. <laughs> Look at it. Honestly, though, dearie, what kind of an award do you expect to win with that sad little batch of bug bait? Huh? <laughs> a special vote of thanks from the neighborhood grasshoppers? Could be. Oh, I'll admit the grasshoppers have chewed half the leaves off it, and I'll admit it ain't very big, but I'm going to take care of that. I got a terrific idea today. Uh-oh. Break it to me gently. Look, there's all kinds of stuff on the market to make plants grow, right? Right. And there's all kinds of stuff to kill bugs, right? Right. So if you mix them all together, you'll get a concoction that'll make plants grow as big as trees and kill every bug from a boll weevil to a wood beetle, right? Wrong. <laughs> but I'm sure that won't keep you from trying it, right? Right. Wait till you see what I got on the back porch. I bought myself 16 kinds of plant food and 12 different types of bug killer. Going to mix them all together, add a few special touches of my own, and pour the whole mess on my little geranium. You really think that will help it? Help it? Tootsie, when that mighty mixture of mine starts to work, that geranium will grow faster than a welt on a beekeeper. <laughs> I'll bring the stuff out here right now and start mixing it on a counter. Hello there, kid! Well, hello, Mr. Oldtimer. Hi. Start mixing what, Johnny? What you gonna mix? Oh. I'll take one with plenty of ice because warm daylight... No, no, no. <laughs> I was just going to mix up some bug killer, old-timer. Oh, skip it. Kind of thirsty as I thought I was. Yeah. He's growing a geranium for the flower show, Mr. Old-timer. The potted plant and pet show. Yeah. Oh, I heard about that show. 
Too bad we ain't got Sylvester no more. Huh? He'd have sure won first prize in the pet part of it. Sylvester? Was he a dog you used to have? No, daughter. Sylvester was a chimpanzee. Oh? One of them large economy-sized monkeys. <laughs> Where'd you get him, old timer? Bought him off a sailor, Johnny. That's all. He claimed Sylvester was a native of British East Africa, but I don't know. As long as we had him, he never spoke a word of British. <laughs> Probably just shy. Well, we was mighty fond of Sylvester. He headed the table with us and went everywhere we went. Must have been like one of the family. More like two of the family, Johnny. Oh? Looked like Papa around the face and my Aunt Gertrude around the legs. Ah, <laughs> uh, those monkeys are very good at imitating people, aren't they? Oh, Sylvester was very talented, daughter. Everything we done, he done, in spades. <laughs> I mind one time a rich lady come to visit us, though, and he tried to imitate her and wound up in the hospital. Oh, what in the world did she do? She was wearing a fur coat and took it off. Before we could stop Sylvester, he ripped off half his hair. <laughs> Whatever happened to Sylvester, old-timers? Oh, that's a strange story, Johnny. Yeah? One night, we took Sylvester to the movies, and he saw one of them Tarzan pictures where Tarzan's best friend is a chimpanzee. That did it. You mean he got the movie bug? Yep, it hit him hard. We wanted him to be happy, so we bought him a pink sports shirt, some purple slacks, and a green beret, and put him on a train to Hollywood. Well, did he have any luck out there? Got a screen test right away, and they offered him a contract to play Tarzan's chimpanzee friend in the next picture. Boy. Poor Sylvester pined away and died of a busted heart. <laughs> Why did he pine away? He had a contract to play Tarzan's friend. He didn't want to play the chimpanzee. He wanted to play Tarzan. <laughs> Come on, kid. Billy Mills in the orchestra with Humana, featuring Buddy Cole at the piano. <laughs> Thank you. 
my mixture's starting to ripen up, kiddo. Getting some real character to it. From the odor, I'd say it ripened about six months ago. Well, you dump three kinds of plant grow on top of four kinds of bug killer, you don't expect to get Chanel number five. You know. <laughs> At least I don't. Never use this stuff anyhow. Give me that quart bottle of bug killer, will you? Thanks. Looks horrible. Yep. Yes, it does. Now I'll crumble in a couple of alfalfa cigars. Your cigars? Oh, that shouldn't happen to a bug. <laughs> Since I started smoking these alfalfa Coronas, we haven't had a moth in our closet. And that's just from the smoke that goes through the keyhole. <laughs> they ought to be great for gassing the grasshopper on account of the... Oh, look who's coming, McGee. Hello, Doctor. Afternoon, Molly. Yeah. Hi, elephant ears. Well, well, if it isn't the little round doctor with the big square head. <laughs> Pull up a porch step and set a spell, duck shape. Thank you, my boy. But I'm happy to say I can't stay. Good. I'm on my way over to see Alderman Jones. Oh? He has a sudden attack of subpoena sickness today. Subpoena sickness? Yes, I'm going to look into his ears, nose, and throat while the city looks into his tax return. <laughs> Uh-oh. You're the guy that announces to the papers that he's too sick to testify, huh? That's what the alderman thinks, yes. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, I'm the guy that will carry him into that courtroom piggyback. <laughs> Have you ever thought of going into politics yourself, Doctor? Yeah, you'd be great, boy. Turn around a minute. Yeah, you ought to run for governor, Fatso. You sure got the platform for it. <laughs> Look at the lad with the pot calling the kettle black. And speaking of pots, what's in the basket, in the bucket there? Well, that's his combination plant grower and bug killer, Doctor. Yeah. Hey, what you gonna do this summer, Doctor? How would you like to spend your vacation lying in a hammock under the shade of a giant geranium helping me count dead grasshoppers? <laughs> My boy, you paint an almost irresistible picture. But I'll resist it to my last breath. Hmm? Where is the giant geranium? Well, it's right down there, Doctor. The little... Uh, hmm. It was there a minute ago. Get your big black foot off of my little giant geranium. <laughs> you big clumsy clobberhead. My gosh, well, I'm... I'm sorry. I didn't see it. That rather awkward oak. Look what you've done to my... Oh. Oh, it's over here. <laughs> you didn't step on it, George. <laughs> I'm so glad. For a minute. Oh, you got to go, Doc? Yes, I've been forgetting to buy myself a fishing license, McGee. And just watching you reminds me of bass fishing. Bass fishing? Because I'm such a great sport? No, because you're such a big mouth. Oh. <laughs> Isn't he nice, McGee? Awful jealous, though. Boy, this stuff is getting strong. Yes, sir. Every time I whip it, I get weak. <laughs> It'll sure murder the bugs around here. Ought to be strong enough to kill rattlesnakes, too. Oh, what in the world made you think of rattlesnake? Something that happened to a fellow I used to know that raised cactus plants by the name of Oscar Updike. Oscar was out in his cactus plant uh, garden one day, fooling around with the plants, and he looked down, and there was a rattlesnake right beside his hand, all set to give him the business. Heavenly days, mm -hmm. he must have been a ghast. Well, for a minute he was a ghast, and then he was a ghost. <laughs> Well, now, if you plan to entertain me with any more stories like that... Hello, Molly. Hi, pal. Hello, Mr. Wilcox. Hi, Junior. What brings you here? Just followed my nose. I see. What are you doing? Boiling your hip boots in sulfur and molasses? No, sir. I'm mixing up a mixture to make plants grow, and it'll be the most powerful stuff to make stuff grow that was ever invented. Oh, now, wait a minute, pal. Nothing makes anything grow better than pet milk makes babies grow. Junior, 
I admire you for that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You didn't try to sneak it in. You just come right out and said it. Smack that. <laughs> well, this week, the thought of babies has been uppermost in my mind. Mm. You see, this is National Baby Week. I've even written a poem about it. Mm, here's where I stop admiring you. I'm uh, sure there's no need to ask if you'd like to hear it. And there sure isn't. I knew you would. No, sir. Well, <laughs> it goes like this. Mm. Three cheers for National Baby Week, and three cheers for the babies who drink pet milk through a nipple. For those babies will soon grow up and become the American Pipple. I think I'm going to be ill. <laughs> babies raised on pet milk are strong and healthy, and that's no idle rumor. Whether they live in Cleveland, Ohio, or in Dallas, Texas, or in Birmingham, Alabama. <laughs> Don't you like the rhythm, pal? Hasn't it got a swing to it? Yeah, and you ought to swing for it. <laughs> oh, now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Listen to my big finish. Oh, you got a finish? Yeah. So hooray for National Baby Week and pet milk and hooray for babies. Hooray. Because when you raise them on pet, which is good sweet country milk evaporated to double richness, you give them a wonderful start. And I don't mean maybes. <laughs> Junior, I can tell you best with a verse of my own. Some kinds of poems can be sold for lots of money, even if they do sound confusing. But the kind that Wilcox writes ain't worth a dime a dozen. <laughs> Goodbye, Junior. Go on, kids. Now, back to work. Boy, I can hardly wait to see how that geranium looks after I feed it this stuff tonight, tomorrow. What's the little plant doing? Anything? No. No, it's just sitting there. Mm -hmm. Well, it'll be a happy hunk of herb tomorrow, kiddo. It'll probably be so big I won't be able to put it in a pot. I'll have to have it potted in a bathtub. Yes, yes. <laughs> Remember the time Uncle Dennis got potted in his bathtub? <laughs> he completely forgot he had it full of gin and climbed into it one Saturday night. Yeah? Poor Uncle Dennis. Yes. He took a bath three times a day after that. <laughs> and his skin got as wrinkled as a tangerine. <laughs> but he got well, over... Well, good morning, Molly. Again. Hello, Mr. Mayor. Oh, hi, Latrivia. I didn't hear you coming. Boy, the way you politicians pussyfoot around on your pussyfoot and feet. Yeah. And what's this I hear about you and the flower show, McGee? Dr. Gamble tells me... Yeah, you're looking at the geranium that's going to be the star of the show, Latrivia. There it is. That spindly sprig? Mr. Mayor, to him it is a thing of beauty. Yes. Because he raised it himself. Well, I know how amateur gardeners are inclined to exaggerate. I had a friend who grew tomatoes in his backyard, and he offered to give me one. Said it weighed 20 pounds. A 20-pound tomato? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of <laughs> course, I took it with a grain of salt. <laughs> Wasn't it sort of tasteless that way? I beg your pardon? I should think you'd need more than one grain of salt on a tomato that yeah. size. <laughs> oh, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry, you misunderstood me. Uh -huh. You see, taking it with a grain of salt is merely a figure of speech. The salt is purely hypothetical. Heavenly days, what'll they think of next? <laughs> First it was dehydrated vegetables, and now it's hypothetical salt. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, just a moment, I'm afraid you don't How understand How do they make exactly this hypothetical right. salt, Mr. Mayor? <laughs> do they take ordinary salt and shoot theticals into it with a hypo? <laughs> uh, please, please. Let's all settle down. Yeah, settle down, kiddo. Are we settled? <laughs> now then, 
When I said I took the 20-pound tomato with a grain of salt, I simply meant that I didn't believe there was such a tomato. You understand? Oh, you didn't believe it. <laughs> Boy, I'll bet you were plenty took back when the guy walked up and handed it to you. <laughs> Nobody handed me a 20-pound tomato at all. Oh, yes. you stole it. Yes. Huh? No. That's ridiculous. I never stole a tomato in my life. I never will steal a tomato. Well, if you don't plan to steal tomatoes, how come you go around with a pocket full of salt? I don't go around with a pocket full of salt. What? I'll pull it back with you salt. With salt! Salt! When I said he had a plenty sound tomato, a many brown potatoes, plenty alligators, gators, I never put a strain of gold into Leo's in my life. Gave the salty widow without a knife. Why, you're the one who said it was not... I was... And it was... And I was... I was... McGee? Yes, boy? I'm having a conference with the power commissioner tomorrow, and I wish you'd come along. There's something in his department I'd like you to handle. Okay, I'll be glad to handle it. What is it? A live wire with 50,000 volts. <laughs> Goodbye. The King's Man, with a new song by Ken Darby and Elliot Daniel, Roll Out the Wagon. Why are the girls so merry? Why are the boys so gay? There's a hayride, a hayride. There's gonna be a hayride. Roll, roll, roll out the wagon. Let's take a ride in the hay. Roll, roll, roll out the wagon. I'll hold your hand all the way. Bring along a cider jug. And the one that you love to hug And we'll roll, roll, roll out the wagon And all make hay Roll, 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 roll out the wagon Just get a load of that moon Roll, roll, roll out the wagon We can be coming soon Come sit close and don't be shy You want love and then so do I So let's roll, roll Can sing a little bit, chat a little bit, dance a little bit, battle a little bit, in a little bit, we'll grow bolder. Hug a little bit, kiss a little bit, that a little bit, this a little bit, then with your head on my shoulder, then with your head on my shoulder. We will roll, roll, home in the wagon, counting the stars up above. Right then, there is the wagon. just about ready to pour it on, kiddo. McGee's patented plant pusher-upper with the built-in bug buster. Boy, what an idea. It's a wonder nobody thought of this before. Well, I tell you, they just don't make brains like yours anymore. Yeah. I guess. After I douse this stuff on that geranium, it'll not only grow a mile a minute, but any insect that takes a bite out of it is just committing insecticide. 
Stand back, baby, while I slosh it on. Yes, I'll stand way back. I'd hate to get hit under the chin with a shooting geranium. <laughs> Pour it on slowly now. Oh, now, come, Molly. It won't grow so fast that you can't get out of the way. Believe us, not exaggerate. It only grows a couple of feet by morning. I'll be satisfied. Yeah, geranium with two feet ought to make an interesting exhibit. <laughs> when I walk down the aisle at the plant show, it's... <laughs> oh, hello, Ollie. Well, hello, Mrs. Hi, Magoos. <laughs> Hi, Ollie. Does that geranium look a little taller to you already, Molly? No, no, it doesn't, dearie. It just mm. looks wet and frightened is all. <laughs> Although I did see a grasshopper there when you poured the stuff on. Yeah. He took off like a jet. <laughs> you watering the flowers with a bucket, McGee? There's my horse you borrowed, because I... No, no, no. I'm, I'm just feeding my little giant geranium, Molly. New type of stuff I invented. I'll give you all the details tomorrow. I can wait, believe me. <laughs> What's new at your house, Ollie? Anything? I'm glad you asked me that, Mrs., because yes. We had a lot of excitement at home last night. Oh? About one o'clock in the morning, a burglar breaks in the house. Yeah, my gosh, a burglar at your house? Yeah, the silly fool. <laughs> he climbed in the dining room window in his bare feet. Barefooted? Did he take anything? He sure did, Mrs. He took one heck of a beating. <laughs> he tiptoes through the dining room, and the first thing he steps on is little oldest marbles. He loses his balance, falls on the sofa, sits on Mrs. Knitting Needles, and lets out a holler that wakes up the kids. That was a mistake. <laughs> Were they scared? No, the kids had the time of their life, McGee. Yeah? Little Sven, he runs out on the stairs and starts shooting at him with his Buck Rogers ray gun. <laughs> then that lowly, he sends off his jet plane that goes... <laughs> it was just playing murder. My gosh, what were you doing all this time? What would I be doing? Trying to sleep, of course. <laughs> My missus shooks me and hollers quick over the children are fighting with a burglar. I says when a burglar breaks in my house, that's his problem, the heck with him. Well, my goodness, uh, did the children capture him then? No, he jumped through the front window head first and broke ten dollars worth of glass. But he dropped a sack with twenty dollars worth of money, so the kids make five bucks apiece. Pretty good night's work. Yeah, and when I left today, the kids was putting up a sign that says, Burglars welcome, sneak right in. <laughs> I guess I better see if I can sneak in now. So long, both you fellas. So long. Well, come on in, dearie, and I'll start the dinner. Okay. Boy, oh boy, oh boy, I can't wait for morning. When we wake up tomorrow to find the whole house shaded from one geranium plant with dead bugs and grasshoppers all over the joint, I'll be... Yeah, I just pulled my pants on over my geraniums. Or, uh, my... <laughs> I gotta run out in the yard and look at my giant geranium. Oh, that I forgot. Boy, oh, about. boy, I can't wait to see it. With that combination plant growing bug killer. Hey, how tall you bet it is by now? Three feet? Twelve feet? Eighty-seven feet? Four inches? Oh, no. <laughs> Don't get so excited about oh, it. Maybe boy. it didn't work, or maybe you... Oh, uh, you help. wait here, Tootsie. I'll run and measure it. Ah, uh, this is the moment I've been waiting for. Boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Oh, dear. Little Tom Swift and his giant geranium. Not even Tom Swift could have thought up this one. Dead bugs, tall geraniums. Oh, well, he'll get over it and think up something else before night. Hey, Molly! Molly! Hey, Molly! Yeah? It worked! I done it! Boy, oh boy, have I got a prize winner! What? You what? You, you mean Oh, me? this is terrific! I'll cop first prize at that potted plant and pet show and stand this town on its ear. Come on out here, quick! My goodness, you mean it really did work? Oh, 
How big is the geranium, anyway? Oh, it ain't the geranium, Molly. That plant food and the bug killer must have got mixed in reverse somehow. Reverse? You yeah, instead of making the plant grow and, grow and kill the bugs, it worked backwards. The, the, the geranium died. Died? Yeah. Well, then how can you win a prize? Gonna change my entry to the pet division, kiddo. Look what I got out here on the back porch here. Look at it. A grasshopper three feet tall. What? <laughs> going to put a saddle on him and enter him in the pet show. <laughs> Down, boy. Down. <laughs> Bibber and Molly return in a moment. Fixing good nourishing meals day after day is really work. But most any woman will tell you that she doesn't mind it as long as the family likes what she cooks and tells her so. And compliments do seem to come oftener to women who cook with pet evaporated milk. There's a wonderful difference in foods cooked with pet milk because there's a difference in the milk itself. All the richness, all the natural goodness that's in a full quart of good sweet country milk is concentrated in a single pint of pet milk. That's because more than half the water has been taken out by evaporation. So, of course, what remains is a concentrated milk, which is bound to add extra goodness to favorite family food. Extra wholesomeness, too, and at low cost. Because pet milk costs less generally than bottled milk or any other form of milk. Get the habit of cooking with pet evaporated milk and see if you don't get more compliments on the food you fix. It happens regularly to the good cooks who cook with pet evaporated milk. You know what day this is, Molly? This is the 20th anniversary of one man's family. Yes, isn't that wonderful? Huh? They've brought a lot of fine listening to their many listeners all these years. You said it. I think we ought to congratulate them. Maybe send them a present even. Hand me the phone. Here. Thanks. Hello, operator. Give me Carlton E. Morris at one man's family. Hello, Carl. This is Fibber McGee. And Molly. Yeah, and Molly. <laughs> Congratulations on the anniversary, Carl. I and Molly think you all have done a great job, and we want to send you a little present. Yeah, look, Carl... How would you like a pet grasshopper three feet tall? <laughs> okay, Carl. What'd he say? He's already got one. <laughs> Them rich guys have got everything. <laughs> Down, boy. Down. Good night. Good night, all. The first evaporated milk, pet milk, brings you Fibber McGee and Molly each week at this time. Be with us again next Tuesday night, won't you? When you make a decision that can affect your whole future, and suddenly you begin to feel insecure and uncertain, what's the best thing to do? Well, that's the question Jim and Sally Carter are faced with in the story of the week on Pet Milk's Mary Lee Taylor program next Saturday morning. Be sure to hear this dramatic story. And also, Mary Lee Taylor's special recipe of the week for soft molasses cookies. Spicy, chewy cookies that you can make easily and inexpensively. Tune in sure to this same NBC station next Saturday morning for Pet Milk's Mary Lee Taylor. Down, boy. Down. Down. <laughs> down. 
Now, Eddie Cantor brings you more fine entertainment on NBC. NBC.